This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 231. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 231. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. I'm so happy to be here today. Yesterday was Mother's Day, but I'll be totally transparent and let you know I'm recording this before Mother's Day. But I'm sure my Mother's Day will have gone great, right? Because the surest way to have a great day is to have really high hopes. I'm totally being sarcastic. I feel like any day that you have really high hopes for it being especially magical, that's the day that like everything falls apart and it blows up. So I'm sure there will be a magical moment in my Mother's Day, but it probably won't be the whole day. And I'm sure you can all relate to that, where you're like, oh, I'm just going to make it all perfect by doing these few things. And then like none of those things will go as according to your plan. So I hope no matter what happened for Mother's Day that you got some special time that was just for you, because I think we're all in agreement that perhaps the best Mother's Day gift would just be time alone, <laughs> time without kids, husbands, families, any of that stuff, any of that nonsense, like just take that out of the equation and make it a day about you. So if you didn't get to do that, if you didn't get time by yourself to just like chill in your awesomeness, make that a priority this week. I am giving you permission and a little prescription to go have like a secondary Mother's Day that's just all about you. Maybe you take yourself to lunch and get a little glass of wine. Maybe you take yourself out to a massage. Maybe you just go sit in the sun with a good book for an hour. 
while someone else puts the kids to bed or makes dinner or whatever, like find something that you can do that's just for you that makes you feel like a queen for a minute especially if that didn't happen yesterday, because the best laid plans generally don't fall together in the best ways. Okay, so let's dive in today. I'm so excited to share with you some of the fun, exciting, hilarious, inspirational moments that I got to experience over my girls weekend last weekend. So I was in Sedona a week ago for four days with friends from high school. And prior to this trip, I was kind of bragging that we hadn't all been in the same place together in 24 years. But then we did realize in the middle of our trip that we actually were together all at the same wedding. I think it was like 12 years ago. But I don't remember that. So it didn't count, right? So in my mind, we haven't all been together in 24 years since we graduated. We've all crossed paths in different ways and seen each other at different times over the years. Some of us on more frequent basis than others. But it was so, so fun for us to all be in one place. And I have to tell you, a group of friends who at different points in high school, like we, so there were six of us that all went to Sedona together. And at different points in high school, we all had relationships with each other, but they were all kind of to different extents. And so there was definitely a few people in the group that I, you know, maybe was like super close to one year and then maybe not as much another year just based on like the circumstances of our classes or whatever. And I think we all kind of had that way where we were like, we had different relationships with each other, but we all were in like kind of the same bigger friend group. But it was kind of the six of us that came together, just six of us who've kind of had different connections with each other over the last 24 years, where it made sense to like, oh, like all of us have some sort of kind of ongoing relationship. There's definitely people in our friend group who some of them might be listening to this, like no one was intentionally excluded or anything like that. It was just like it kind of made sense for the six of us because of the way our paths have crossed in recent years to get together. So it was really, really fun. But I will say going into it because of some of the things I just mentioned, because some of us have, you know, had greater or lesser degrees of a relationship in the last few years, and maybe even had greater or lesser degrees of a relationship in high school. I was a little bit like, I don't really know what to expect from this weekend. I'm sure it'll be fun. But I don't know how it's going to turn out. And what if like someone has changed a whole bunch and we don't all get along? And I have to tell you, maybe this is because I watched too much Real Housewives, but I was like, you know, anytime you see like six women on reality TV together, like things blow up, things get crazy. So I was like, I don't know, like is something going to happen like that with our, with this group? We haven't all been together in a really long time. And like, I don't know, maybe some people have changed a lot. So Sorry to disappoint, but we did not have any Real Housewives moments. There was no like breaking glasses, throwing drinks in each other's face, screaming at each other. No like crazy outlandish confessionals of like I slept with with so-and-so's husband or boyfriend or whatever. Like it was a little more tame than that. (laughs) So sorry to disappoint if you were looking for some juice, but we had so much fun. And what I noticed over the course of the weekend, it was funny because a number of the women listened to my show. So things would happen over the course of the weekend or we would have certain conversations and people would be like, so is this going to be a podcast episode? (laughs) And I kind of got to the end of the weekend and I was like, I think I just need to do an episode about the whole weekend because there was definitely some really great takeaways for me. And then there was a lot of really amazing conversations, but there was one particular conversation that four of us had on the way home, heading to the airport at the end of the weekend. And I was like, okay, you guys, this was really good. Like this has to be a podcast episode. So that's actually going to be a different episode because I had to save it for like its own standalone. But it was really, really good. So I will alert you. That'll be in the next week or two, either next Monday or the Monday after that will go up. But 
So that's like a little teaser. And that conversation was specifically around moderation around food and alcohol and people's ability to moderate or not moderate and or like really struggle with compulsions with alcohol or food. So that is like a fascinating, fascinating topic and conversation. And we kind of dug deep into it and it was really cool. So that'll be coming up, like I said, either next Monday or the Monday following. But today, what I want to talk about is just the power of friendships and the power of connection. And it was not lost on me that being able to put six people in a room who had not spent any length of time together in 24 years, aside from being at a wedding together for an hour or two, 12 years ago, it was pretty magical that it was just easy and fun and simple. And we laughed. And that was really, I knew if nothing else, I was like, I just know we're going to laugh a lot. Like I'll probably laugh till I cry multiple times, which is in my mind, in my opinion, one of the best feelings in the world is laughing till you cry. And so I went into this weekend with just like this thought of, please let me laugh till I cry a few times, which definitely happened and over the most random things. And I think that for me, that's where memories are made when you have those moments where you cannot stop laughing, the tears are streaming down your face. And anyone that would walk in the room would be like, I don't even get why this is funny. But the rest of you who are in the room are dying and literally peeing your pants because most of us honestly literally were peeing our pants. So we had a lot of mommy bladders in the room. So we just had so much fun connecting and kind of picking up where we left off in terms of camaraderie that we had between each other. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. 
Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. And then also curiosity. And that's kind of what I want to focus on today is these three C's of friendship, connection, camaraderie, and curiosity. And what was so fascinating to me is that I noticed these certain components over the course of the weekend, but then I came home and on Tuesday evening, I had a preschool mom's happy hour with a bunch of moms from Vinny's preschool. And I actually noticed these same dynamics in a lot of ways, connection, camaraderie, curiosity. So I'm actually going to also talk a little bit about that experience because I was like, this is why women need friendships so badly. And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about these three elements. And then I'm also going to talk a little bit about how to build friendships and build community around yourself so that you can have more of these experiences of connection, camaraderie, and curiosity. So that's where we're going today. I'm very excited. Before we go diving straight into all that, I'll just let you know. So the six of us on this trip, we came in, there was two of us from Seattle, one from California, one from Chicago, one from Arizona, and one from New York. And we all flew into Arizona and we were in Sedona the whole time. Sedona's gorgeous. So there's pictures over on Instagram. If you go over to Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy, there's a bunch of pictures there from the trip. There was a couple that I sprinkled throughout the weekend, but then I also put together like a little set of them. So you can go find those and look at how the weekend played out. Sedona was gorgeous and beautiful. We ate out at like delicious restaurants. We stayed in and cooked. We went on. I'm not, we joked that we all came preparing to hike, but then like a couple people had like two of us had knee injuries. One fell out of bed the first night and we think maybe broke her toe. One was having some other health issues. So there was like all these reasons that like we thought we were going to hike and then we never really hiked. Like we drove to a couple places and got out of the car and walked like, I don't know, 50 feet. And the whole like lack of hiking became a huge joke, but we got to see some really beautiful things. And then we went to a psychic. So three of the six of us went and had psychic readings done, which was really crazy. And I'll probably do a completely separate episode on that as well. It was fascinating and also a little hilarious, but really interesting. So I was one of the three. There was three of us that decided to do it, three who opted not to. And I was the last of the three to go. So I had like all this time to kind of think about like, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do it? Is it going to like mess with my head? I don't know. Is it going to make me like I don't know. I was worried it would like influence my action steps in my life if I thought things were supposed to play out a certain way or were intended to play out a certain way. So it's pretty interesting. My overall sense was like, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt, but it was really interesting. So I'll share that in another episode and kind of the specifics around what I talked to the psychic about because it was very interesting. So, okay, let's dive into the elements of friendship and what really played out on this trip and what those experiences were like. So the first C of friendship is connection. And connection comes from deeply knowing each other or having something 
significant in common. It also comes from catching up on each other's lives. So this definitely played out for us over the course of the weekend, just wanting to sit down and like, tell me everything. And we actually kept trying to sit down and like go through this routine of like, share with everyone when you last saw everyone in the room. It took us like, I think three or four sittings to get through everyone sharing. But there was this desire to catch up on everyone's lives and like, tell me everything. Tell me what's going on. What's been going on. A lot of us knew each other's families in high school. So we wanted to know like, what's up with your parents and your brother and your everyone, like all these people. So there is this desire to get caught up on everyone's lives and kind of reconnect, which was really nice. Also with connection is being interested and invested in knowing people completely. And so we also wanted to know like, oh my gosh, some people have changed careers like two or three times since we last saw each other. Like what's going on there? What are you doing? You know, why are you doing that? And then the other piece of friendship that relates to connection is building intimacy over time. So you're building intimacy over time. And sometimes that's in certain phases of your life where someone might be, you know, someone might fit in your life at a certain time and maybe not so much in another time. And for us, it's intimacy over time where we had this intimate situation being friends in high school. And then we didn't see each other for a really long time. And then we have four days together in a house with six people. That's another intimate connection. And so you have intimacy over time, like, all that time together in high school bonded us obviously really well because we were able to pick up where we left off really and then build upon that in these few days in Arizona together. And now we know, so we're already planning our next gathering when we're going to get together again. And now we, again, we've built this like deeper connection, this deeper level of intimacy. And now we'll be able to build upon that or pick up from where, where we left off in Arizona and build from there the next time we're all together, which is really, really cool. And that's what is so powerful about the connection of friendship and makes it so special over time is that you have this, I mean, it's really like you plant seeds together and you grow the roots and then you grow the tree and like all these things, which is really, really cool. And it's powerful over time. Now you don't necessarily have that longevity in every relationship, but you definitely have elements of connection where you deeply know each other just because you're like in something really intense. And so I know I had this really immediately with our parent group that we were in right after Vinny was born, where it was seven families who all had babies born in the same month or so. And we all met each other. We were just randomly assigned to these groups based on our babies' ages and neighborhoods. And we met each other when we had babies that were like two to three months old. We deeply knew each other. And we were really in- interested and invested in knowing each other completely because we were could so relate to where we were in our lives. And we connected in a way that like we could not connect with anyone else. I had a lot of good friends who already had children when I had Vinny, but I could connect with these moms on a totally different level because they were living my same life. They got it that like breastfeeding totally freaking sucks in those early months. And maybe the whole time you do it. My friends who had gone through that three years prior were like, yeah, it's kind of hard, but it gets better, which was nice, but not super helpful. And the women who were going through it with me at the same time, that there was an intensity of like, an uh, appreciation for, oh my gosh, we're in this together. And like, it's really, really hard. And how are we going to get through it? So I also noticed this last Tuesday when I was out with Vinny's classmates, moms. And again, there's this sense of connection because our kids have been in the same class now for four years and they're all in the same place. And some of them have been in the exact same class and the exact same classrooms together for four years now or coming up on four years. And so we have this connection of like these babies have grown up together. And even though the moms, literally, this is the first time we've all gotten together, which is 
I'm a little ashamed to say that because it felt like once we were all in the same room together, we were like, why don't we do this every Tuesday? This is amazing. But we were really invested and interested in getting to know each other, hearing people's stories. There's this intimacy of conversations because of the connection that we share with our kids being the same age. So it was really, really cool. So that first C, connection, is just such a powerful piece of building friendship. So when you're looking at building friendship, consider like, opening up and inviting other people to open up with you. Consider being interested and invested in getting to know people and getting to know them completely and getting to know where they come from and also figuring out like where do your lives overlap? I mean, that was one of the really fun things last night with these preschool moms is that I didn't know where some of our lives overlapped and it was really fascinating to see where some of them did. Same thing catching up with girlfriends after 24 years. There was definitely things where I didn't know our lives overlapped and they definitely did. And then we were able to like have these really great conversations about that. And actually, in some cases, is like pick each other's brain about, oh, you like you're in this situation. Help me out. Help a sister out because this is what I'm going through and it's really hard. So that's really, really powerful and really special. The next C of friendship is camaraderie. So the camaraderie element is probably, it might be my favorite part because it's the fun part. It's like the inside jokes and your special language and the sense of like, you get me and maybe you also complete me. And a lot of this is because you're in the same place or have had similar experiences. And so I know like when we were in Sedona last weekend, there was definitely things that we were saying to each other that we thought were hilarious, like inside jokes that we would reference like 87 times in an hour that anyone else, if we tried to tell someone else what it was about, it would sound so stupid. But when it was us sharing it with each other, it was hilarious, like peeing our pants, hilarious commentary that would not be funny to anyone else. And so you have those inside jokes that feel so special. You also have your own special language in some cases. So it's like the nicknames and like references to things. And I was dying because one of my friends in the group is really amazing at remembering lines from movies. Actually, a couple of them are really good at remembering lines from movies, which I'm not good at. So they would just randomly like start repeating movie lines to each other. And I was like, what are they even talking about? And they were just like reciting whole sections of movies, which was hilarious. And they were like dying. And I was standing there like, what are you even talking about? But that's a really special kind of camaraderie when you're speaking the special language, like only one of the other people in the room gets it and understands it. There's a sense of belonging, a sense of connection that feels really, really powerful. So I want to also touch on, I'm listening in conjunction with like really thinking this through and processing all of this. I'm also listening and processing all this since I got home last weekend. Right when I got home, I started listening to the audiobook, Brene Brown's book, braving the wilderness. And she talks a lot about connection and community and relationships and belonging. And she talks really specifically about belonging in her book. And she talks about it specifically kind of in our current political climate. And it's really fascinating because she talks about our desire to live in an echo chamber and how that's not really helpful to just like have conversations with people that believe the same things as us, because that doesn't really push any of us to grow. And it just actually kind of creates further divide because we just consistently think like we're more and more right and we don't let outsiders in. And it's a really, really fascinating audiobook. And if you listen to the audiobook or read the actual book, it's really fascinating. But one of the things that really connected for me in all of this is the idea of finding connection. And that can be really hard sometimes if people aren't the same as you. And having that camaraderie is like so desired and that takes time to build. And so I think this is where sometimes we can feel really lonely and isolated. And she, Brene Brown gave statistics around loneliness that were fascinating. And she talked about loneliness shortening your lifespan and 
I'm going to totally flub the statistics in terms of like all the parameters, but it was, you know, things along the lines of like alcoholism will shorten your life by like 5%. I'm not positive that's the correct statistic, but it was somewhere around there. And then like heart disease or cancer, like might shorten your life by like another percent. Maybe it was like 20% or something. Again, I'm like, the ratios are what matter, not the specific numbers. She gave a few different examples and then she got to loneliness research on loneliness is that loneliness can shorten your life by 46% relative to these other factors. So it's like a much heavier indicator on shortening your lifespan than anything else. So I was listening to this and kind of like, oh my gosh, how does loneliness contribute to shortening your life? But if you think about what happens when someone's really lonely and depressed, they're not super motivated to take care of themselves in other ways. They're not super motivated to push themselves in a lot of areas of their life because it can feel oppressive to feel lonely. And when you feel oppressed or depressed, you are not going to be doing, most likely to be doing things that are going to improve your quality of life and which will improve your longevity. And so the statistics around loneliness, and I'm going to link to my interview with Shasta Nelson because this is like her specialty is around friendship and loneliness for women. And I did an interview with her about a year ago that was really, really good. So I'll link to that in the show notes so that you guys can make sure to get more information there. But this data and research around friendship and loneliness is really, really compelling because when you don't have these connections, when you don't have this camaraderie, when you don't have these people to share this with, it really does impact your quality of life. And that's something that came up over our weekend a couple different times and actually like two different times specifically that I'm thinking of where one or another of the women in the group like burst into tears saying, you don't understand how special this is to be able to be in this space and have these kinds of conversations and just be like completely at ease and be comfortable and just feel at peace in your environment rather than feeling like you're having to, you know, be on your best behavior or strive for something or be seen a certain way or be received a certain way or like wear a certain hat. It was just like, you can be here right now as you are. Like we're all showing up super imperfectly, kind of messy. Like we joked about all of us brought like 14 outfits and we all wore like basically the same thing every day and barely washed our hair for the whole weekend. So you can show up in that way and it feels, it's like such a relief. And so if you don't have that, when you have that, it is so freeing and exciting and exhilarating and comforting and it gives you life very literally. When you don't have that, then the opposite happens. So before we move on, I just want to give you some tips. If you want to create that connection, that camaraderie and start to build those relationships, a couple things that have really stood out to me. The first thing is with this trip with six women, this trip started out with two of the women were together geographically. They were like traveling. One of them happened to be like running through the other one's hometown and they hooked up for lunch or something. And they were like, Hey, we should get this group together. Wouldn't it be fun if we did a trip? They literally got us all on a group text and we're like, Hey, we're thinking about, we all do a weekend together sometime, maybe like in a year or so, maybe a year and a half. We literally planned this 18 months ago. So when you plan something that far in advance, it gives you some time to plan, but it also makes sure that it happens. It would have been really easy for us to just been like, yeah, like sometime in 2017, late 2017, early 2018, like whatever. But no, they like took ownership and they were like, how about this weekend? How about the first weekend of May, 2018? And I remember when I got that text, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's so far away. Let's do it in May, 2017. Because I think at the time it was like January of 2017. I was like, I don't want to wait a year and a half for this. But by putting it out there and getting that date solidified, all of us were able to make arrangements to make it happen. 
all of us were able to like figure out the childcare, the travel, you know, save money if we needed to, whatever, to make it work. And then we had it to look forward to. So then we had like the text string for the whole year and a half of like talking about anticipating the trip. And it made it happen. Like someone took responsibility for making it happen. So I want to say if you have a group of girlfriends, and especially if they are not near you, and you're craving that connection, get something on the books and let it be one to two years out. Like it doesn't need to be next weekend. But get something on the books where you can have it, make it happen, and then have it be something that you're working toward and you're looking forward to and you're living for it. I mean, for me, like half the joy of a vacation or a trip is the anticipation of it, knowing that like, oh my gosh, this is what it's going to feel like when I get on the plane that day. And this is what it's going to feel like when I get to hug that person. And this is what it's going to feel like when I'm sitting next to the pool in Sedona. Like all those things are really important. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. The second piece of it, another action step is 
send the email out to the preschool moms. So one of the moms in our preschool class sent out this email, Trisha, who I know listens to the show. So thank you, Trisha. You're a total freaking rock star for doing this. She sent out an email and she's like, hey, so before kids go to kindergarten, why don't we do a mom's happy hour? How about next Tuesday? And everyone was like, yes, yes, totally. So send out the email, like be the person to take action rather than like, well, none of the moms ever get together and kind of like having this pity party about it or feeling annoyed or frustrated. Just take radical responsibility to make it happen. I know that the kindergarten that we're going to be entering, one of the moms told me her daughter's currently in their preschool program. And she said, yeah, at the beginning of the year in preschool, I just got all the moms on an email and said, hey, like, I would love to get us together once a month for happy hour. Like, whoever can make it can make it. Whoever can't, no big deal. But let's just have this like standing date so that we have this time to connect. And when she told me that, I was like, this is so brilliant. Like, you don't have to wait for someone to invite you to something. You make the invitation. You make the invitation. Whoever can show up, shows up. If they can't, they can't. If no one shows up, not necessarily a reflection of you, but put the invitation out there. And then if no one shows up, try again. Try it. Like sometimes it's okay to throw arrows in the dark and see where they land. You might be really pleasantly surprised. So two little tips on that. All right. So let's dive into our final C, curiosity. So curiosity is what comes up when you maybe want or need support or advice. And so this is so powerful when you are maybe at a crossroads and you're like trying to figure something out. I know this came up for us on the girls trip. One of the women was talking about kind of opting to not kind of, but completely opting to not have a relationship with her parents anymore. And that's obviously a really, really hard judgment call, a really, really hard decision. Like there's a lot of ramifications there. So she kind of talked about how it came to be and what that was like for her. And I had so many questions and I had questions because I don't currently have a relationship with my dad and I have a lot of thoughts around that. And I am kind of always at a loss as to like, do I do something about it? Do I not? Like I've opened the door a few times. There hasn't really been a response, but do I need to push it for the sake of my child and all these things? So talking to her about it and hearing how she's been really conscientious about this choice and really intentional about this choice was so insightful and so helpful. And her situation is really different than mine, but it really, really helped me to hear that. And it really helped me to understand kind of some different dynamics that I hadn't really considered in my own relationship. The other cool part of that is that it allowed me... So because these people are people I'd known for so long, a lot of them knew a little bit of the backstory of my relationship with my dad. And so they actually had some perspective as well. One person in particular, we've been you know, one of my best friends since the second grade. She's my longest, oldest friend. And so she had like really interesting insight on the whole thing as well. So I got that input. So I was able to kind of just approach it with curiosity and say like, oh my gosh, you know, based on all these things that you just said, I have questions and I'm wondering how you would relate to my story. And that was really, really helpful. And it felt really good to have someone to just kind of like bounce thoughts back and forth with. And it made me feel a lot better about things and a little bit less at a loss and a a little bit less like murky about all the stuff that I've been thinking about my situation. So that's the one part of curiosity is like you can pick other people's brains and you can say like, hey, here's where I'm at. And you know, for curiosity, you know, with the preschool moms, a lot of it is like, oh my God, like this is what's happening at our house right now every day, you know, when we get dressed, what's happening? I mean, our big joke was like, all the boys want to wear shorts over their pants. And I 
refuse to let Vinny do that because I say it creates too much laundry. And so we were all laughing about like, how are you all managing the boys getting dressed in the morning? Which is funny because you would think it was the girls that were maybe having these issues, but no, it's the boys. So again, like just having curiosity around like those little things too can be really helpful. And the other piece of curiosity, and this gets back to Brene Brown's perspective, is curiosity when you don't see eye to eye or you want to understand something outside of your knowledge base. And so I think that we did not disagree on anything, you know, and when we were all in Sedona together, but I had gone into it thinking like, but what if we have some fundamental like beliefs that are just totally not in alignment anymore because we haven't been together in so long and the climate around a lot of big issues has changed. And so I was like, could things get heated? I don't know. This will be really interesting. That didn't happen. But in listening to Brene Brown's book about braving the wilderness, she talks a lot about how to connect with curiosity rather than like yelling and screaming your piece coming from a place of curiosity and asking people, like relating to people. She talks about how it's really hard to hate someone when they're right in front of your face, but it's easy to hate or dislike groups of people or people when they're further away. So, you know, it's really easy to like really dislike someone on Facebook, but when that person is standing beside you, helping you with something at work, like all of a sudden you're like, they're totally just fine. And this is so interesting because I see this all the time where, you know, I think like I could never have a relationship with someone who believes this. And I oftentimes take it back to like, I can never have a relationship with an old white man who wants to like try to change my beliefs on women's reproductive rights. Like that's just something I don't think could happen. But that said, there's some old white men in my life that don't believe the same thing as me who are still valuable parts of my life. And that's always a really hard thing for me to figure out and wrap my head around. Like, how do you set those boundaries and where do you like rectify that in your mind? And so it's really interesting to consider when you have curiosity in your friendships, it actually allows you to have a broader base of friends and it actually diversifies the friend group and it diversifies your experiences, which is really, really cool. And I think that's part of the reason that I'm really open about like, we can't get pregnant naturally and we had to go through IVF and like things like that, that might for some people be like, why is she sharing this? But also I literally at mom's happy hour last Tuesday at preschool, I totally shared that. And I was like, people probably think I'm a weird overshare, but I like the idea of sharing a unique experience because it then serves to show people like we can all be different and we can all exist together. And so we actually were having conversations last night about like, how do you talk to your preschool kid about sex? And I was saying, well, this is how we're talking to Vinny about it because we have a unique situation that's actually not all that unique, but we're actually talking about sex ed in the context of like, we had to go to Dr. Chanel's office to make a baby. And that's how we're talking about sex ed at our house. So, and some of the parents were like, what you're talking to him about sex. And like, that was a little mind blowing to people, but I was like, we actually are because of these circumstances. This is how it makes sense. And my hope in sharing that is that now when these families and other families talk to their kids about where babies come from, they can say, well, for some families, a mommy and a daddy do this thing. For other families, they go to a doctor's office or a clinic. And that's what it looks like. So I think that when you have curiosity around other people's experiences, especially when they're different than you, you can actually expand upon each other's knowledge base and share different things. And I've talked about you know, my experience in following one specific woman's story of her daughter becoming her son 
as a transgender male. And this is a young child. And she talks very openly about this on her podcast and in her private group related to her podcast as well, because she definitely keeps some of it private. But she talks about like, I'm always nervous about the line that I tread when I talk about this, because I can't talk about this stuff at the expense of my child. But also, I want to like create awareness. And I sent her a message the other day saying, I so appreciate the way you talk about this because it gives me context and knowledge to talk about it with other people. So when I have relatives in my life who don't understand why a parent would allow their child to opt to change genders, I can share, actually, here's what I know about that. And here's research I know about that based on what I see this other woman sharing and based on what I've heard from her. And that's really powerful. And that can impact and change other people's perspectives. And so I think that the more we can come from a place of curiosity and learning more about each other's experiences and learning more about the people that we're connecting with and building camaraderie with, then the more we can have like these diverse views, we can all coexist together. And basically everything's just like bright, shiny unicorns and rainbows, right? So I mean, is that not a good note to and this one. So I think that that's for me, walking away from these two experiences of this girl's trip and this happy hour with these moms, it's just really impacted me and impressed upon me the need that we all have for connection, camaraderie, and curiosity and how that leads to us living better lives and living higher quality lives. And so I encourage you, if you don't have this in your life right now, if this is a struggle for you, I encourage you to take a step. I encourage you to extend an invitation. Be the person to send an email. Be the person to send that group text and say, hey, here's three dates. I want to see all of you. Here's three date options. Reply and let me know which one you can do. Whatever one has the most votes, that's what we're going to do. And get something on the calendar, whether it's now, whether it's in 18 months, whatever, but get something booked so that you have that place to be building relationships in your life and having those experiences of connection, camaraderie, and curiosity, because it is so life-affirming and it's so life-giving. And it really, it helps you, it helps your mind and your heart expand, which only helps the people around you, right? Like I came home in a really good mood last night and it made bedtime so much more fun rather than, or I came home from girls happy hour in such a better mood than normal and doing it in bedtime was such a better experience because I had like my soul filled with like chatting with women who are in the same place as life, getting their kids ready for kindergarten. So that's where I will leave you today. I hope this was helpful. Please share this episode out. You can share the episode by taking a screenshot and posting it on social media. Tag me on Facebook or Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy. Remember that my reviews are my ratings. So please review the show. We are getting lots of reviews and that's keeping the show highly ranked, which means I get to reach out and connect with more shameless moms through podcasting. So please rate and review the show over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. I would love to get five more reviews this week. That's my goal. Will you be one of my five? If you've been listening for months, maybe years saying like, I really need to do that. Please make today the day, like literally stop what you're doing right now. Pull the car over and park it. And go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and go in and you can click on ratings and reviews and then you scroll down and you click how many stars you want to give me and then you can write a couple sentences. It doesn't have to be a paragraph. If you want it to be a paragraph, I'll totally read it. I love hearing from you. I love your feedback and I so appreciate you being here with me today. I hope you have a fantastic week. We will be back on Wednesday with an awesome interview. I can't wait for that. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts.